best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-hosts, my partners in crime, Brock Davis and Nate Green. Brock, welcome back. Good to see you. Got the uh, got the show face going there too, man. Oh right yeah, too, huh? Yeah, you've been oh, there. Yeah. 
It's been good, man. That's I've been gone for a while, but uh life's been busy, bought a house, got a puppy, uh still enjoying the honeymoon phase, got married in May, as most everyone knows by now. But uh yeah, it's been busy and I'm I'm ready to talk baseball and get back get back rolling into this. Absolutely welcomed back with open arms. Yes, welcome back. We're excited to have you. I know everybody is excited to have another voice on here. Um especially with all everybody that we have going on here, we should be able to get multiple, multiple podcasts out per week. And I'm excited. Like you said, just talk baseball. That's all we want to do is just talk a little bit of baseball, angels, baseball, but baseball in general, Nate, I didn't forget about you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good to see you, Jared. Yeah, good. See you too, Brock. Yep. Everyone. Good to see you guys. Ready to go. Not a lot to talk about. Just kidding. I almost, I almost made us re- record two last week or last, uh, last night because of how much we have to talk about. None of these guys know what we're talking about. So this is just kind of be flying off the seat of our pants. I'm excited to do it. But before we get going, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you could subscribe wherever you guys are listening or watching on YouTube as well, or would you say our five, fifth, 500th subscribers? Super excited about that. Somebody even said that they were the 500th subscriber. <laughs> Shout out to that person. I don't know who it was. I apologize when you're watching this, but Thank you for that. Thank you for 500 subscribers. We really appreciate it. We're going to keep crushing out this content for you guys. As always, you can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's, Brock at B-D-R-O-X, eight? Eight. Yeah, nailed eight. it. Still got it. And Nate at Nate Green 34 Always, guys, subscribe um, to all of our social media as well, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Talking Halos, TalkingHalos.com as well. So let's go ahead and get it rolling here. Had a question of the day to start it off with. I'm going to throw Brock in the hot seat first since he's back. Brock, who's the opening day starting shortstop for the Angels? Oh boy. I mean, it's so hard to say. I feel like everybody seems so left in the dark right now or feels left in the dark right now as far as, you know, all of our Twitter family, right? Like they're just scrolling through Twitter. They're updating, they're updating. They're looking at all these pages. They're looking at Lion in Texas and they're just trying to figure out who's going to be our opening day shortstop. And I'll tell you right now, I'm just as much as left in the dark as anyone else. But if I had a wish, it would be Correa. But do I see it being realistic? I don't know. Um, the payroll's already creeping up there. If I'm not mistaken, we're projected to be at 219. Am I correct? I think it was a little bit under of that. I think uh, one, 190, 195. We'll, so we'll round it off at an even 195. I think it's in that area. Probably in between. That's with ARB, though? Two something. Yeah. yeah. For the luxury tax? One nine, no, probably, like, probably, yeah, in that area. I, without ARB, without knowing. Gotcha. I thought I saw something that we were close to that 215 mark. But either way, it's, you know, Manassian's come out and said that he doesn't have a cap, right? There's no limitation. Um, so we'll see whether or not that's that's truthful. I mean, it's really going to depend on the sale of the team. It, it, there's so many factors right now that I think plays into the Angels signing a shortstop. And that doesn't even include the factors of whether or not either one of the big two shortstops want to come to Anaheim. So my wish is Correa. Um, trades, I don't even want to go down that route. I think it's more realistic that we get Dansby over Korea. Um, but man, opening day shortstop. I'm going to say Dansby Swanson. Like it. I like it. I'm not against it. Nate, what do you got? Uh, I just love pissing you off. So it's 100% going to be Dave Fletcher. Dave Fletcher's going to open the year, start shortstop. And 
we're playing Oakland. Um, so that means you're probably looking at Cole Irvin making the start instead of LeVon Soto. Probably getting David Fletcher at shortstop, Luis Rangifo at second. Gio Urshela probably starts at first, and Jared has a fantastic opening day. I appreciate it. Really do. So we got David Fletcher, we got Dansby Swanson. I'm going to go the trade route since you guys went uh, the, <laughs> the free agent route, the internal route. I'll say a name that probably hasn't been thrown out there too much, Raul Mondesi. Just kidding. Alberto Mondesi. See what I did there? Yes. I had Raul in my head for some reason. Uh, Alberto Mondesi. I don't know why. The name just kind of sticks out there for me. I know he hasn't been healthy or anything like that as of late, but he's a shortstop. He can play shortstop. He can pick it like Nate wants. He can swing it a little bit, at least the league average. So uh, anything is an upgrade from what the Angels had last year, um, except for Nate's rep. So then it's the exact same thing. Though they can only get better. You, you, if, if you stay healthy, you can only get better, right? No. Yes, you can. All right. No, no. We've, we've seen Andrew Velasquez start, and Andrew Velasquez was healthy, and it was not better. Andrew Velasquez was also the worst hitting shortstop in baseball. So you got to get better than Andrew Velasquez. If Velasquez starts in AAA, it's okay. You hope. You hope. You hope he does. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right, so uh, three different opinions here. Let's go ahead and get on to some baseball, some Angels news here. Uh, new third base coach, Bill Hasselman. I don't think we really need to talk too much about that, but we do got to point it out. Yep. Uh, rule five draft. Nobody was taken on the MLB side for the Angels. Nobody was uh, taken from the Angels as well either. Taken by the Angels, taken from the Angels. Uh, minor league rule five draft. Angels lost uh, Zach Lingenfelter to the Phillies. Relief pitcher down in double-A, uh, mid-90s, good curveball. Nothing too, too special, but again, some depth down there. Um, you never know what he's going to be. Is with the Phillies. Uh, had a fantastic career with the Angels. Angels picked up, uh, let's see if I get it right, Ronaldo Flores, catcher from the Giants. Jared, Ali- Jared Oliva, uh, outfielder from the Pirates. Uh, Riley Unrow, I think is how you say his name. It could be something different. I apologize if I said it wrong. Uh, infielder from, ooh, I forgot where they got him from. He was an angel before, played on the Mobile Bay Bears, also played on the Salt Lake Bees. And then finally, the Angels got uh, William, William Diaz, a uh, pitcher from the Giants, uh, mid-upper 90s slider. We'll see what they can turn him into if they can make that secondary out pitch. I think he struck out. Suarez. Suarez, not Diaz. William, William I was thinking of Williams. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Suarez. Hey, I'm doing go. off the top of my head. I'm doing off the top of my head. All right. William William Suarez, like I said, mid to upper 90s fastball slider in the works. We'll see what the Angels can do with him. Struck out 91 guys in 40 innings. So there is the upside there. Uh, let's get on to Major League news here. We heard, and this is something we can maybe talk about a little bit here. Um, Kodai Sanga signed. I think the Angels were kind of in on that. Uh, 15 a year. I think we were a little bit surprised on that. Nate, I'll go to you because I know you've texted me 18,000 times that you were surprised at 15 million a year. So I think you want to talk about it. Well, I, it is surprising 15 million, honestly. I'm For what we've seen in this free agent market, uh, 15 million is is a steal for a guy that could be a frontline guy. Um, especially with, you saw Tyler Anderson, we had to give up a draft pick on top of $13.3 million for him. So I had to throw that in there for you. Um, but yeah, it, Interesting, especially you had Carlos Rodon out there saying, I want five, six, seven years. I want 25 million. You've got uh, Verlander making a lot of money. You got uh, DeGrom getting 37. Like these numbers are are very high. And, and you're looking at a guy who could easily be an ace in an ace on a lot of teams. And I know he wants to win. So that's going to change the market a little bit. But 
they're I could have easily seen the Dodgers just saying, you know what, here's 20 million, here's four years, and we'll be done with it. And he's, you know, part of their ridiculous starting rotation that they run out there every year. But I was shocked. 15 million seems very, very light. And everyone wants to automatically say, oh, Mets got uh, Senga. So that means they're getting Otani. And I don't think that's the case. I don't think that Senga brings Otani. I think if Otani and Senga wanted to play together, then Senga probably would have started his major league career with the Angels and then gone from there. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting to see that there were so many teams in on him. There are a lot of teams desperate for pitching. Pitching is the number one need for every single team out there. Um, the Red Sox need pitching. The The Yankees need pitching. The Twins need pitching. The Giants, like the Dodgers. You could go through all these teams and they all will tell you starting pitching is a need. And $15 million for and, and again, it goes to the Mets, which is like, how? How do they win the bidding war at only $15 million? I, I, so the way that I look at it, and probably not the best way to look at it, it's mid-upper 90s with a splitter. You're guaranteed Tommy John there. It's going to happen, everybody. I, I, if he doesn't have Tommy John, that's fantastic. Um, more power to him. I think he ends up having Tommy John. I'd never wish it upon somebody, but that's where I stand with Kodai Senga. Um, I, I think 15 a year for somebody who's never pitched at the major league level makes a lot of sense. Granted, he's pitched uh, in Japan, so there's that. And we know the stuff is going to play up. It's very similar to Otani's, and dude, he could come over and be one of the best pitchers in baseball. Who actually knows um, until next year? So it'll be really interesting. Brock, you got anything you want to add on to the Senga, uh, the same Senga competition or conversation? Wow. I'm not surprised he signed with the Mets when I, when I saw the news break, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised it was the Mets, but the number was surprising. And I think that's kind of where everybody's sitting at is okay. Yeah. makes sense. Cause they kept talking about how he wanted to go to a winner. And with the way that Cohen is spending, it's like, well, clearly they want to win. And this is, it seems like it's just the beginning with him. Um, but the only thing that raises a question with me is, is good for them for getting him at that number. Um, and I've seen his name floated around, but it, it's surprising to me. Like they're not going to run a seven man rotation and they already have six solid guy ish, solid ish guys. It depends on how you consider solid. Cause Jose Quintana, I don't think he could be leaned on. He had a really good year last year, but we all saw how he pitched in Anaheim, but they already got Verlander, Scherzer, Sanga, Quintana, Carrasco, and David Peterson now. And that doesn't include the last guy whose name has been floated around Tyler McGill, who definitely has uh, upside for sure. So I, I think the Mets are just, they're going to be solid, man, but they win 101 games last year. Yep. Yeah. So 101 games, you add Sanga. I mean, they're just, they're solid and Cohen that's your billionaire owner, a huge billionaire owner. That's honestly with no, with a sport with no cap. That's how it should be. Honestly, you have the ability to spend, you're going to spend, you should spend, you should spend to win. And if that's going to be the case in baseball without a cap or anything like that, then good for them. And I think he just really wanted to go to a winner and clearly Cohen is proving to every, every other owner, agent and player, I'm going to spend until I get a freaking championship. Yep. Yeah. I, it'll, I mean, the Mets, what they're doing has a lot of implications on a lot of things. And uh, I, I'm intrigued to know what MLB is going to do about this because it, if this happens, what's going to stop other owners from doing this after they buy a team? You know, like if well, they I saw really a thing, want it, if they really want it. 
I saw a thing that said that the Mets tax penalties are going to be more than the A's payroll. Half the, teams, right now. half the team's payroll in the MLB. Half the team's payroll. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So it has a lot of implications. Um, they're deep. That's exactly what you want. Um, and they won 101 last game, 101 games last year. So they're going to be right back in that again. I, I I can't say that they've gotten better this offseason, but they're definitely deeper. And I, I'm, I know Nate, you're laughing at me. I, I don't know if they've really gotten better, but they're, they're going to go and come back and still win 100 and whatever games. And it's like the Dodgers, you know, they're going to continue to compete and continue to be good. Um, did Nemo sign back with them? I can't yep. remember. I know he signed. Yeah, he did. Yeah, absolutely. What, what was his AAV? 20. 20. 20. Yep. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Um, more in the news here. The Angels were finalists on Wilson Contreras. Uh, this is really surprising, I think, to, to a lot of us. Uh, Nate, I know you have a good explanation for it. I, I found it surprising that first off, the Angels are going to go spend on the catcher. Uh, I know the Angels, I wouldn't say they're deep there, but they do have, you know, uh, Max Stassi and Logan O'Hoppy in the in the reins, and that's who it looks like they're going to roll out with on opening day. But, Nate, I'm going to take Steal Your Thunder here on this one. Uh, to sign somebody for $15 million a year that is going to improve that position it's not a bad thing. Then you're able to put Ohapi down in AAA and or start with Stassi uh, or trade Stassi, should I say. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see how that rolls. I don't know if the Angels are going to really go out there and push for another catcher anymore, but at least it's, I think, now in the radar. I, I think it's still on, on people's radar that they're going to go maybe push for a catcher of sorts. You have to go get one more catcher. At a minor league, not 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 at a major league deal. Like I, I don't think they're going to be in the Christian Vasquez market or, um, or the Omar Narvaez market or anyone like that. I think if you're looking at it, they're probably going to go get, um, a minor league deal, maybe a Robinson Torinos type of guy, um, Roberto Perez who might take take something close to a minor league deal or even a minor league deal. I don't think they're going to be in that Vasquez market, though. I think that when you're looking at what the Angels need, the Angels need to get better offensively. We talked about it last year. Um, there was about two, maybe three guys in the lineup, for the most part, that were hitting at any given time. I mean, Ward started off good. Otani was fine. And then as the season started going, Ward struggled. You had Ray Giefel kind of step up. Walsh was not good. Stassi was not good. Whoever we put at shortstop was not good. Rendon went down early. Like the the offense was very very lackluster last year. It was it was very bad. And so I, I think that if you're going to be able to pay fifteen million dollars to get this lineup deeper and to get it better, it was worth it. Um, and who knows? Maybe Ohapi becomes a trade trade potential where it's like, hey, you know, we've heard from this potential team. We've heard from the Brewers. We really like Willie Adamas. And, you know, the number one guy they wanted to start talks with was Logan O'Hoppy, and we didn't want to do it. Um, or, you know, we wanted to talk with the Tigers, and that was the number one guy they wanted to talk with. You know, it just changes so many things where it allows the Angels to kind of become deep at a position rather than like, oh, well, we're just hoping we're good at the position instead of like we know for sure we're good. So I, I didn't find it that confusing, but I, I did think that, I did think that they could use that money a little better is what I think, but you, you got to look at every Avenue to make this lineup better, especially since Logan O'Hoppy got what 15 ABs last year. We saw Max Stassi, Max Stassi before two years ago was a WRC plus in like the thirties. 
or 40s. So, like, he has not traditionally been a good hitter. He had one or two one-and-a-half good years, and one of them was 2020, which, you know, you throw those numbers out. So, yeah, it, the catching position for the Angels is not on lock. Like, they do have question marks back there, and one of them is can the young kid – who, you know, has shown signs that he's going to be really good. He, he's he been pretty good. He came over um, in July in AA and had to learn a whole new pitching staff, and that pitching staff is very good. So it's not like he was was working with guys who aren't, aren't good and don't throw hard with good stuff. So, But can he call pitches for Otani to be successful? Can he be good with a Reed Detmers? Can he be good with uh, Patrick Sandoval? Like, if he can do that, then we're going to be fine back there. But – we we have to see it. We can't just, you know, write it in pen and hope that it's good. Yeah, absolutely. And then last but not least, uh, it sounds like the Angels have been in on uh, Seth Lugo and Michael Lorenzen. It sounds like that's probably going to be where they push towards um, pitching, but I guess you never know who they were really going to be in on. I think they're still one pitcher away. So, um, Brock, do you, have a, uh, do you have a preference between Michael Lorenzen or Seth Lugo? Both very similar pitchers in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have like, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it if that makes sense. Like, I've definitely been in bed certain nights thinking about who the Angels are gonna sign for a shortstop, but I'm pretty content. You know, we finished sixth in starting ERA last year. I think is what it was sixth, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and but I mean, honestly, I I, I kind of like the the hometown culture type things, right? Like the Angels have always kind of had like this hometown culture vibe and so just just for that reason alone I'll, I, I like I liked Lorenzen I liked what he brought to the table I think he surprised a lot of people um, I liked his energy um, I think he fit in really well to the team and he seemed he seemed well liked by the club um, and I think that he can bring you know if, if he was on a winning club which clearly we have not been and we weren't last year. I think if he's on a winning club, he can definitely bring some more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like raspy, but like, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of, but just a, a bigger energy that we desperately needed last year. But it's hard to bring that energy when your team is playing like trash. Yeah, 100%. And it doesn't help when uh, when you get hurt. And I like both of them too. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I like Lorenzen with the three pitches that go every other direction. And then you have the high spin of Seth Lugo on the curveball. And and I think that's both. I think they're both very similar. I think you're going to get very similar production uh, from both of them. So, guys, before I let everybody go, any final thoughts? Brock, I'll start with you. Uh, no, not really. Um, I'm just I'm, I'm eager and kind of anxious to see what the plan is, you know, where, where we go, how much more money are we going to spend? Where are we going to allocate it? I think we got to steal with Tyler Anderson. Um, I think so far he's Perry's done a very good job with um, not overspending on a deal yet, in my opinion, um, which is something that the angels have definitely done in the past. Um, and kind of to touch on what Nate was talking about earlier is I think one of the biggest things the angels have made mistakes on is leaning too much on one guy to fulfill a position throughout a whole year, right? Staying healthy and being dependable. And so that that's kind of why I like Dansby, right? He plays a lot of games. He's, he stays healthy for a long period of time. He plays a lot of games and he should be good for you. Uh, Cray has had some health issues. That's really the only concern with him. Obviously, Cray is a better player than Dansby, but the health is where Swanson kind of beats out um, 
create with the health, but um, yeah, I don't, it's just a bunch of question marks in my head going around and we'll just have to see. I mean, it's hard to tell how this year is going to go until, you know, a week before opening day and we see what's up. Not the biggest, not the best players, uh, but the right players. I think we've been preaching that for for quite some time. So uh, it's good to see Perry going out there and doing it. So, Nate, what do you got for me? Let's just wait till opening day. Let's stop. Let's stop with the projections on where the Angels are going to be. Let's let's just see. No, I know. But (laughs) the game's not played on paper, and there's a reason for that. Because, you know, the teams who spend the most money, the teams who put the, the, the best, you know, overalls if, if you're playing it will be the show or whatever those teams would always win that's not how this game works we we've seen it for years um so let's just let's just wait and find out where we're at because anything could happen you know the the angels could have the rookie of the year they could have you know logan hoppy could win rookie of the year they could have um one of the best pitchers in baseball with patrick sandoval it could be Reed Detmers, like they they've got some question marks that that are going to be answered. Um, so let's just let's just wait and see. Rendon yeah. pops off for an MVP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, there's just so many question marks that you just got to wait and see with this team, and it's not going to be finished until opening day. And even if they go out and get a shortstop, it's still not going to be finished until opening day because you got guys like Jose Soriano and, and others that are going to be fighting for a bullpen spot. And that's going to be the big issue this year is can the pitching stay healthy? Because I think everyone says the angels were really good on the mound last year, which they were, especially in the starting rotation. Angels were one of the best health, one of the most healthiest teams in the starting rotation last year. And I think that was a big reason why, and it's tough to count on that. It is really tough. That is why the Mets and Dodgers always have eight, nine, 10 pitchers, ready to go and the angels aren't quite there yet yeah absolutely i mean again we're going to say this going up to opening day a lot of question marks i mean anthony don't could be comeback player of the year you possibly have mvp in center field you also you possibly have the cy young pitching you possibly have the mvp pitching you possibly have one of the best duos in baseball at the uh at the starting pitching position so it's uh it's interesting. It's a lot of fun uh nate i'm never gonna not look at uh the possibility of what could go on or what goes on on paper. That's too much fun to do there in the off season, especially what the Mets and the, uh, the Padres are doing. And it's just, it's just too much to do that. It's too much fun to not do that. So guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast or watching us on YouTube. Again, subscribe wherever you are listening. You can follow us on all of our social medias. You can look us up. Just go ahead and check us out. Uh, Talkingalas.com. Um, you can look follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate Green 34 Brock at BDROX8. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.